Welcome to the Delivery Diaries with Vanessa Nag. This is a podcast about how families were started. Join us as we hear parents tell us their stories of how their children were delivered, whether that's through birth stories or adoption stories. Listen in as we laugh together, cry together, and learn together. In this episode of the Delivery Diaries, Noelle and Daniel share the birth story of their son. They had planned for a pain med-free birth, but after a nurse's failed attempt to break her water and high doses of Pitocin, Noelle happily accepted an epidural after her doctor broke her water when he realized the nurse had never actually broke it. Hi, Noelle. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming. (laughs) So do you want to start off and tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. Um, My name's Noelle. I'm 34 years old, married. We have one child. He's four and a half. Um, We have been together with my husband for 13 years now. We were married for, oh God, I don't remember. How long were we married? Two years before we got pregnant. I don't know if that matters. (laughs) Anyway, well, anyways, um, I'm a mommy blogger. So I kind of have a, a good perspective, I feel like, about moms and kids and um, I have a real passion for moms and their well-being. Um, so I was happy to do this today. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to start off and tell us how you found out you were pregnant? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. We really didn't have much of even a conversation about it. We were always we were we were living downtown. We were having a really good time just living our lives and um, where I worked at the time, they had a doctor's office there and I was like kind of feeling sick at work. So I went, um, down to the doctor's office and they do always a routine pregnancy test right off the bat. <clears throat> and they did one and it was negative, but like, weirdly, I thought I was like a little disappointed, which really caught me off guard. I was not expecting that cause that we weren't like planning or talking about it. And then I told Daniel about that. I was like, Hey, I kind of felt a little a little weird and sad that it was negative. I was kind of hoping positive. And he said, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, that was really our conversation about having a baby. Like that was kind of it. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He said, yes, sorry. <laughs> He's only have one mic. Um, yeah. So that was kind of our conversation about it. And I wasn't like on any kind of birth control or anything. And so we just, uh, it just really one, one hit wonder. I wouldn't just say on that one. Yeah. It was pretty much our first, you have to talk. first uh, go at it. it. Yeah, I would say it was just like, yeah, it was practically an accident. It was, yeah, which I hate to say. I know a lot of people have a harder time with it sometimes. But um, so that was how that went. So it was almost like a little bit of a shock. And um, I was working at the time at a job that I felt really stressed about. And um, I got let go of that job. And it was funny because my neighbor next door, she's one of our like really close, really dear friends. Now we're still really close to them. I call Daniel was out of town on like a hunting trip. And so I didn't want to call him and tell him that I lost my job, ruin your trip. So I told my neighbor, cause she was like a stay at home mom and she was home during the day. And she looked at me and she goes, you know why you lost your job? Cause you're pregnant. And I was like, you are on drugs. You're, you're like, there's no way. And she was like, yes, I can tell. She goes, you are meant. She's like, you hated that job. You're meant. This is, this is what's happening. And you're pregnant. And I was like, okay, you know what? And I had a big Halloween party planned for that weekend. I said, I can't even think about that. Let me get through this party. Well, and then we had the big party and everything. And then, um, well, yeah, Daniel got home from his trip. I told him I lost my job, but I didn't tell him like, I think maybe I'm 
pregnant or look, Lucretia, my neighbor thinks I'm pregnant. She's nuts. But the next day after our big Halloween party, I did take a test just to see. And it was in fact uh, positive. <laughs> and how we found that out was kind of funny. We were always just like, you know, like real casual about it. Like, eh, like if we're pregnant, whatever. And, you know, and things can always um, happen along the way and it might not stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I took the test and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to leave it by the sink. I'm going to go upstairs and vacuum or like very just casual about it. And I went upstairs, vacuumed clean. And then I remembered and I said, I called down to Daniel and I said, um, Hey, oh yeah, that pregnancy test. I, I forgot. I need to go check it. And he goes, yeah, I looked at it. You're pregnant. Like that's, <laughs> that was how I found out. He's like, oh <laughs> yeah. He told me like, I was like, well, what, what? And then I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's just not react too much about it. We'll just go to brunch and roll with it the whole kind of rest of the way. And yeah, so I called the doctor. I hadn't been to a doctor. I didn't take very good care of myself at the time in like 10 years at all. And they were like, well, how far along are you? I "I don't know. I I don't, I have no idea. And anyway, so I finally was able to make an appointment. They kind of got me all on track and, uh, we just, yeah, we got it going and here we are. That was like five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. Awesome. And how did your pregnancy go? Well, I I feel like I was actually pretty lucky. Like I said, the job I was working at, it was very stressful. And so luckily I got to, it worked out, I got to stay at home and I rested a lot. So that part of it was nice, Mm -hmm. I have to say, but I did get really sick. I was sick every single day. I was sick so much that I would pee in my pants from throwing up every single day. But luckily the bright side of that, I was at home. I was peeing in my pants in the comfort of my own home. So there was that. And I would be, I was vomiting a lot. Do you remember that? Like just the smell. I'm talking to my husband. The um, smells of the city, they would just affect me like meat and onions. And I was just, I was really not pleasant sometimes when I would get really hungry. So that part of it in the beginning and had heartburn really bad. But I mean, I can't really complain too much. I wouldn't say everything was healthy. Everything looked good. Just a lot of morning sickness, but I slept a lot and mm-hmm. I'm very thankful and fortunate for that. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds yeah. like a good pregnancy. It was. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into your birth story? The birth story. Okay. Yeah. We have, I feel like Daniel and I have two different like things that kind of stand out for us on this. So um, he has like one perspective that I don't even really remember that much. So I'll let him tell you about that part, but uh, the part that I liked best for me about our birth was that we didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. when we were going to have him. And luckily he came three weeks early. I, I sort of went into labor at about 37 weeks. And, um, the funny thing was the whole entire time I was pregnant, I could not like wrap my mind around it. We were not, I don't know. I, like, I just couldn't see us being parents. Do you remember? I kept feeling like we would refer to it like as when this thing was over, like when this is done, we're going back to our life. Like I kept just in my mind thinking that even though I knew there was going to be a baby, right? I just couldn't grasp it. Um, so it just, the, the day that he was born, I went to the hospital was the first day I finally felt ready. My sister was over at my house visiting and I was kind of just looking around and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I feel ready. And, um, I thought I had like 
peed in my pants again, like I did every single day, <laughs> but then I, I, th- I felt like it was different. And so I was like, oh my gosh, maybe my water broke. I'm just, I'm just going to go to the hospital. We're way early, but I'm just going to drive myself there and see. And I get there and they were like, no, your water didn't break. You're not really even close. And I was just sitting there. I was so disappointed. And I kind of, I, f- I feel like I willed it to happen. I like kind of pushed and I, and some like something came out and they came back and she checked it and she said, Oh, with the little strip. And she said, Oh, I guess your water did break, but I didn't really feel anything. And as it turns out, my water bag had a tear in it. So that was the discrepancy. Um. Yes. Um, but so with all that said, I went to the hospital by myself. We didn't tell Daniel's parents. We didn't tell my parents. We didn't tell any of our friends. I didn't post it on social media, which is very unlike me because I post everything. Um, but I was just in there because, and I had decided that from the very beginning. And that was actually advised by our doctor because of, you know, just the level of stress that you can be under when you're giving birth and how important it is to be calm. And I just know myself and I know our families. <laughs> and so I just thought that this would be best to just not tell anybody. I, of course, if we needed them, we could call them. Um, but yeah, we did the whole thing kind of under the radar. And I really, I liked that. We didn't have anybody calling. We knew nobody was worrying about us, thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Daniel wasn't texting constantly. Nobody was in our room. Thank goodness. I just, I don't even know what I would do if that were the case. That's just not my personality. I'm just, I like to do my thing my way. I don't want people's opinions. So, um, and not everybody's like that. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I really enjoyed it that way. And Daniel was like very focused on me, what I needed. I felt like it was very good bonding for us. For sure. Even more so than like worrying about being a new parent. It was good for our marriage, I think. Um, so um, that was kind of all through the night. And it, I had a weird time with it because I guess I was in labor, but I wasn't feeling anything because my water hadn't broken. And our whole plan was to have a natural birth. We had gone to all the natural birthing classes. We'd planned to get no drugs. And when I was ready to, you know, I went in there, the nurse, the first thing she said was, no, you don't want to have a natural birth. That's a terrible idea. And it upset me so much. Yeah. It caught me off guard. I was like, excuse me. Like, I don't know you. This was my plan. And you know, you're already nervous. You're already freaking out. And she just kind of squashed my whole thing. And anyways, I was like, whatever, I'm still, I'm still going with it. So then I'm going through my I guess, was I having contractions? I can't even remember. Maybe Daniel remembers better than me. You were, but, um, I mean, you weren't, you weren't feeling them. Yeah, I was, I was, I was in there having contractions, but I wasn't feeling anything, but I also have a high pain tolerance and I was expecting to not be super in pain. I thought I was going to nail this whole birth thing. (laughs) And so I was going through it and it was hours and hours long and, Nothing was really like happening, but my doctor wasn't there. It was his day off. He was coming in the next day and he, um, they said, they said that my water wasn't broken that when I don't remember at what point they discovered it was just a tear. So it was leaking. It was leaking mm -hmm. the amniotic fluid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was leaking. And so they had another doctor that was on call come in to break my water 
and which we thought she did. And I was still like, just not really feeling that much. It wasn't hurting. It was just more uncomfortable. Right. And then, um, the next morning when my doctor came back in, he said, um, I heard he walked in, he said, I heard that you're sleeping through your contractions uh, and you haven't had any drugs. I'm like, I told you, I told you I had a high pain tolerance and I was going to just be just fine. And he was like, mm, let me check. And when he checked it, he said, um, my water, who he was like, kind of panicking. He was looking around at the nurses and he said, who broke this water? They didn't break it. It still wasn't broken, but I had been pushing this whole time or I had been birthing, contract, laboring, laboring. Yes. And laboring this whole time. And so Dexter was still coming down the canal Mm -hmm. right on schedule. So then he came in and broke it officially. And it was like a gush everywhere. And the pain was out of control because it was not a gradual pain. It right. was like from zero to 150 immediately. And it hurt so bad. And that's when I said, you're right. Give me the drugs. <laughs> I had about three contractions and then they came in, they gave me the um, epidural, which was amazing. I'm really glad I went that route actually. So I had been laboring all night. I was really tired. And my nurse, I had, by this point, this was my third nurse and she was great. She said, look, if you really want to try to do natural, I think you could, but you've been through a lot. You're really tired. You know, she's like, maybe you should just try to give yourself some rest. Um, so I went ahead with the epidural and I fell asleep. They just, they put me to sleep and I had a nice little rest for about five hours or so. Um, and I just, I woke up and the nurse, I like, I felt like the birds were chirping and it was just like, Oh, and she was like, okay, well that you had a nice little nap. Let me just check you. And, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got a ways to go, but just let me just check you. And she like kind of spread my knees apart and kind of looked and her eyes got wide and she was like, Oh God, Oh my God, don't move. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. Don't touch anything. Don't sneeze. And then she gets on the phone. She's like, I need somebody up here right now. But she was like trying to keep it on the DL, but she was like, somebody come up here. And then these lights came out of the ceiling and all these tools came out of nowhere. And she was just like, hang on, just trying to keep it cool. And then next thing I know, they're like, okay, we're going to need you to start pushing. And I just was, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess his head was sticky now. I don't even know what was going on, but everybody was like, it happened so fast. And she said, okay, start pushing. And at that point I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. And I still, again, couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I kind of had, I guess maybe even changed my mind at that point. I was like, no. And so I was doing like fake pushes and she could tell she was like, you need to push. And I said, no, I don't want to. I'm not ready. And she's like, this is happening. So I did uh, three good pushes and I felt like it wasn't like in the movies or anything. It was very quiet. We had some music playing and yeah, he just came out and three pushes and it's, it was very weird to me. I still couldn't believe it. Um, I was in a kind of a fog for maybe, I don't know, probably the whole time I was in the hospital. I just kept looking over and like that, it looked like a little alien or something to me. It really (laughs) did. I just, I was like, what just happened? How did we get here? We're still two kids in college in my head. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what is going on? Um, And it took a, it took me probably, this may be like another story, but probably a good couple months to like connect. Yeah. For me, it just, I was just kind of going through the motions um, because I don't know, I'm just, I'm not naturally a maternal person, I don't think. Um, 
But once we did kind of have that connection, I mean, now we're obsessed, but I think for both of us, maybe because we're both the oldest, um, that's kind of both me and my husband's personality. So, but I do think it was really good again for our marriage, good, like bonding for us. It just kind of felt like a new project, like a new, like Ikea project. We got at our house. We had to like put this thing together and like keep It'll it alive. It out. Yeah. yeah. Like a little Tamagotchi or something that we had to do, but it was like, okay, this is for real. Um, so that was, that's kind of, I guess where my birth ends. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Daniel has a different perspective. So the postpartum, everything went good other than, well, not other than, but it took you a little bit to connect with them as far as that emotional part goes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, the breastfeeding went well, he got right on there. Um, I feel like it took us as a couple to figure out like how we jived because Daniel was kind of always the, and he still is in a lot of ways, like the, uh, person in control and kind of calling the shots. And I was always okay with that. But when it came to this, he really, he was trying to think logically and kind of control the situation. But I was like, no, I grew him when, when he's hungry, my body makes the food and I don't even control that. I don't even know why I feel the way I feel or think the way I think it just is. So we had to have like a real, like heart to heart or just like a come to Jesus moment about like, I make the rules. I'm in control. You listen to me. I'm the captain now. Okay. Like at least about that. And right, right. so that was kind of like interesting figuring that out and our stress levels and just, I mean, I feel like most of it went pretty well. I feel like all in all was pretty good, but like everybody, we had our little hiccups and, yeah. uh, there, you know, it just gets stressful and you get scared and For with sure. the mom, especially there's a lot of emotions that come with that and that, and that's new for me. I'm not a very emotional person. Um, and just, you know, it's like, is he going to look at me the same way? Like I'm a mom now. That was very weird to me. Just right. like the title and like, I have a kid, like that just it took me a long time, which is really funny because now I have a mom's blog and that's all I talk about is being a mom all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's kind of a, a good 180 for me, but, um, I think postpartum, everything healing went well. I had a second degree tear. Mm-hmm. Um, but And now at the time, I remember there was like a day where I was just laying, crying with my legs, like spread wide open, just trying to air it out, just (laughs) in pain. Um, I refused to take any of the pain medicine that the hospital gave me um, because I was just, I was very worried about not being alert that they were like, here, take this pain medicine, but you're going to be knocked out. Right. Uh, Like, but I'm supposed to like breastfeed this kid and like mom, like, no. So I didn't take any of the medicine, but it just, it seems like so long ago now um, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have all good memories. All good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, do you have any bits of wisdom to share with other mothers? Um, establish that I am the captain now, um, <laughs> sort of situation in the beginning, because it's true. I mean, and I feel like you couldn't, my husband, he couldn't argue with me about that. He's like, well, yeah, good, good point. That's true. And he kind of like went along with that. And I feel like that helped us to get into a good groove. Um, just, I would say always stay calm as calm as you can be. I know people try to give you lots of advice, tell you what mm-hmm. to do. My, a good piece of advice I feel like for in-laws, um, is to always say, thank you for let, or thank you for that advice. Um, 
I will take that into consideration. Like you don't have to tell them yes or no, just, uh, you know, uh, thank you for that. I'll take it. Or if they're really getting pushy with it, you just bring it back on yourself and say, you're probably right about doing it your way. However, I'm just not comfortable with it. I'm not there yet. And there was a lot of things I look back that I feel like I was over dramatic about in the beginning because I just wasn't comfortable. Eventually I got there, but I think it's okay to tell somebody and don't worry about being polite or hurting their feelings. You're the mom. Mm -hmm. It's especially in the beginning, everybody wants to come see your baby. They want to bring you food. And sometimes you're just not there. Right. And it's very hard to explain. And I feel like it's, it's really important to tell people, I'm so sorry. I'm just not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And don't feel guilty because you, you can't get that time back. Exactly. So that's that's my advice on that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Noelle. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Hello, Daniel. What's up, Vanessa? It's interesting doing this. and I've never actually um, sat and listened to Noelle's version of how all this went until today. Yeah. And it's very different from the way that it was in my head. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> to hear your perspective. Yes. Um, what would you like for me to start from the beginning like Noelle did? Or do you have yeah. some specific yeah, questions for Start me? off with, you know, how y'all found out you're, or not so, you were pregnant, but Noelle was pregnant. So <laughs> I did know on that trip that you were pregnant. What trip? The trip that you said it was a hunting trip, but I was actually at a broken bow. Yeah. I didn't know. Maybe I maybe okay, so I knew I knew you had lost your job or you quit. Slash lost your job. <laughs> she basically found out she was pregnant and quit like the same day. <laughs> but she says she got laid off. That is not true. <laughs> I'm interjecting. Okay. That's yeah. not true. Because okay. we had talked, you know, if if we had a kid then she wouldn't work. And yeah. so I guess she decided that oh, I'm pregnant now, so I guess I'll quit. Um, so that was how I found out about it. I guess that's less embarrassing than losing my job. So if you want to think that, that's like, whatever. So anyway, yeah. It's going great. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just my recollection of all that was much different. So, (laughs) so anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was either, it was either I knew you were pregnant and then you told me you quit or I didn't know you were pregnant and then you quit. But you told me you were pregnant when I got back. So that's the only part I can't you remember. You told me I was pregnant. You looked at the stick. No, I didn't. That part was, <laughs> that, that part I don't remember either. I remember because we, we did the whole typical go out and buy like four different pregnancy tests from like CVS in the middle yeah. of the night type thing. And then we took them all and they all popped up positive. It was literally 11 o'clock in the morning. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I love how y'all's perspectives right. are totally different so far. So it's, yeah, not, it's, 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 that, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a good experience for a, a good exercise for the both of us to, um, you know, I love it. come to reality. But, uh, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, like, right. You know, I mean, okay. she has her, her vision of it and I have my reality of it. <laughs> I have an excellent memory. So. But anyway, so, All right. so anyway, now that we got the truth out of the way, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, but, um, yeah, so we found out, found out she was pregnant, um, and it really was kind of a fast deal. Um, uh, we had basically stopped, you know, preventing it. Right. And then right away it, it, it happened is from what I remember. We stopped preventing once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was very fast. And when it happened, I was, it was weird. I wasn't super excited, but I also wasn't super scared. Right. I think if you ask anybody, what was your reaction to it when you found out that you were pregnant? You know, and again, I'm, I'm assuming, but I think most people 
would kind of have a difficult time explaining the actual way that they felt. Right. Unless maybe if you were really, really trying really, really hard for a long mm-hmm. time, I'm sure people like that would feel excited. But right. I think uh, in our situation um, where it just kind of happens, you just kind of say, oh, wow. Okay. So I guess, All right. Here we go. Thanks for having a baby, yeah. you know? And, you know, and, and it's weird. I think maybe I, I was trying to find or think of, think of okay, how is this going to negatively change my life mm-hmm. versus the positive? Because mm-hmm. immediately you start to wonder, like, okay, this is a permanent thing mm-hmm. that's happening. So should I be concerned that it's going to change, how it's going to change my lifestyle? And is it something that I can actually handle? Right. So, um, but the weird thing is, is that that only lasted for about a second. Yeah. And then from there, it was like, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah, you know, we're ready, we're st- we're established, we're, we're we have we have a great life. It, it's time for us to to go ahead and add to it. Mm-hmm. So th- that was kind of my my feeling initially. Whenever we found out that we were having having Dexter, um, and then yeah, as as the pregnancy went on, obviously, like Noelle mentioned, her 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 weak stomach was a big issue. I remember one time we were walking because we used to live in in uptown and we lived. Um, we lived in a high rise that was above a pho restaurant, <laughs> you know, like the Korean yeah. noodle pho place, uh-huh. which I love that stuff. Like I love it, but it is a very strong odor to oh, it. Yeah. Um, all the different spices. So I remember one time we were walking and this is kind of downtown Dallas. So, you know, you see drunk people yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Obviously Noelle wasn't drunk. She was like six months pregnant when this happened, but we're walking, we walk past the pho place and the wind hit just right. And then she just oh. starts puking in like a bush next to the building and people are walking by just like, you know, scurrying past us and yeah. probably thinking she's hammer drunk and puking in the bushes, but really she was just throwing up. And I think one time too, I think, I can't believe I did this now that I think about it, but I tried to make, I try to make pot roast in a in like a, a, a slow cooker. Oh yeah, with like onions and carrots oh. and all kinds of stuff. And I remember she lost her mind when she came home that day. <laughs> Tell them what I did with it. Puking. What? Throw it over the balcony. No. Did you throw it over the balcony. Pot roast right over. See, this is news to me too. I don't remember this. No. Which would have been yeah. She's so. like, nope, don't want this. Goodbye. Yeah. So it was yeah. So yeah. So we ate. Um, we all we 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 both ate very bland for a while. Um, you know, no no spices going around the house during the pregnancy. Um, she, she she pretty much um, would get sick if if she smelled anything that had any kind of spice or flavor yeah. to it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing I could remember too. I think we did have towards the end one checkup where they maybe thought there was like early. I think preeclampsia possibly. Oh yeah. But it ended up not happening. Um and then we did go through some courses. I don't think you mentioned that. Um the the pre the pre I guess what do you call it? Like uh, the birth birth classes. Pre birth classes, yeah. And that was interesting. That was kinda cool. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that was especially uh, geared more towards like natural childbirth. So it gave us like tips and tricks on things to do, like you know how you push on the Push on, on the, the hips, hips and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, a few other things to do if we were going to go the natural childbirth route, which is what the idea was. So yeah. I thought that was neat. I think that was like a six week deal. Bonding. Yeah, and it was it was at the hospital, wasn't it? That that Dexter was going to be born at. That's kind of cool too because you get to go to the hospital right. multiple times beforehand, kind of get familiar. You kind of get familiar with mm-hmm. it, and then um, you know, so that was kind of cool. 
Um, and then, you know, it was time to have Dexter. So, so how'd that go for you? So I was at work and Noelle or maybe her sister had called me and said, Hey, Noelle's going to the hospital. She thinks your water broke and you were just maybe a couple of weeks out from your due date. Was, I that, you. was that right? You called me, but how far away were you from your due date? Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. So three weeks out. And then she called me and said, Hey, I'm at the hospital. They're checking me out. You know, maybe I think maybe my water broke. I remember you talked about the test strip and it came up positive, I guess for that amniotic fluid mm-hmm. is what it's called. But, um, and then um said, okay. So I basically grabbed my stuff. Luckily, the cool part was, is my office at the time was literally across the street from the hospital. Oh, that's nice. So it took me a whole bit, a whole of like five minutes to basically let Get everybody there. know, hey, I'm going to be gone for probably the next week. Um, Grab my stuff. And, and I ran over there. And then, yeah. So sure enough, kind of at the, at, like Noel mentioned, this was, this was part of the, the, this was the part of the pregnancy that I think I remember more vividly than she did because she was under a lot of stress, obviously, and and uh, and all that. So, so we went in that evening. Like she said, our main doctor was out. Um, there was a, I guess the the on call mm-hmm. on call doctor was there. She was, I can't remember her name, but she came in. She came in and um, was going to attempt to break her water bag of water because mm-hmm. the bag wasn't officially broken. It was leaking, I guess was the diagnosis they had had. So she breaks it, but she doesn't break it. We find out later. So, and then in, in, the, in the process, she cuts herself and then she goes, Oh, Oh my God, I cut myself. And then I think she asked, inside. yeah, inside of Noel. And then she asked Noel if she had any diseases that we should know about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I said, no, she doesn't have any diseases. Do you have any diseases that you know about? <laughs> right. And then um, she said, no, she didn't think that was very funny. Um, <laughs> I think you were joking. So, were and, and again, we're all looking for the, you know, you see in the movies, like the water breaks and it's like 10 gallons of water comes out of, you know, this lady's vagina on, on the floor um, <laughs> or wherever it comes from. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. Um, it, didn't, it didn't happen. There was like a little bit of water. So like, this was okay. when she, yes okay, this is when she, she says she broke it right yeah. and uh so we're waiting we're waiting and the contractions i think from what i remember the nurses and the doctor had said oh everything's normal you know but noelle wasn't feeling anything she was um you know just like oh this feels good high pain tolerance you know i'm i'm a trooper i've taken classes for this i'm ready to go um but yeah she wasn't feeling anything and so what they started to do was give her more Pitocin, right? And that's the drug that basically makes the baby come faster. So they were pumping her full of Pitocin, and she still couldn't feel anything. And and on the monitor, the nurses were, were noticing, like, wow, these are big contractions. Like, you should be, you should be like, doubled over in pain right now. And she was just like, no, I don't feel anything. That's crazy. Because Pitocin so, contractions... Oh, and they gave her a lot, apparently, is what the nurse told me. Like, they gave her more than they should have given her. So they gave her a lot because she wasn't feeling anything. Right. So they're like, give her more, give her more, give her more. So so they're pumping her full of Pitocin. Hours and hours and hours go by. They start to say, like, man, this is something weird's going on. And this is probably like 10 hours into the, maybe 12 hours into the the whole birth, birthing. And then, um, you know. She goes to sleep. They talk about, hey, if this doesn't happen in the next, you know, 
four to six hours. We're going to have to go ahead and be prepared to do a C-section. And uh, we're like, okay, I guess that's what we have to do. Well, the next morning rolls around, and our doctor had walked in the door. And uh, he was, all, I guess, out the night before. Comes in. He does the inspection. He looks, looks around and says, your water's not broke. And then she go, and then like either me and Roll said, "Well, yeah, no, nurse, what's her face did it last night." And he goes, "No," and he gets up and walks out. And I guess that later on we find out that's when he went back there and like basically ripped, ripped yeah. her a new one. Like, you know what the hell's going on? And the He's way no he, longer at the hospital, I asked. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess she got canned for for that. But and, and I guess and I guess to put it in perspective, the way the doctor described it, why it was such a problem, was because when the bag of water hadn't broke. The bag of water was acting like almost like a, a shock absorber. Oh yeah. For yeah. Dexter's for, for for Dexter's head, you know, pushing on her cervix. Mm-hmm. That's where the pain is, right? Well, mm-hmm. the bag of water was acting like a little shock absorber. Mm-hmm. So he was coming down like a freight train, but her bag of water was absorbing a lot of that pressure. Right. So when he broke it, that's when the water came out. And I was like, Oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. Right. And then within I mean Maybe 30 minutes, Noel was like, oh, my God, this is bad. Because they pumped her full of Pitocin. Oh. Right? So, within yeah, within a few minutes, she was like, oh, my God. Okay, this is what it feels like. And then the contractions were like, boom, boom, boom. Because now there's nothing. he had, like, all the Pitocin mm-hmm. behind him. He was ready to come out. Dexter was, like, full force coming down. And then she tried, uh, she tried her best um, to not do the epidural um but I think just the the cards were kind of stacked against her with with the way everything went down. Right. And um, I mean, honestly, I think if if we would have had our normal doctor, the bag of water would have been broke. I, I think she's definitely capable of doing it. But I think considering how everything went down, um, at that point, it was like, all right, this is going to be way too painful. For sure. <laughs> like this isn't going to be like okay, gradually they're going to get worse. They're going to no. get worse. This was like okay, it's, it's intense 10. already. She went from a zero to a ten, Ugh. right? Um. Within minutes, right. So uh, the lady came in, did the epidural. That was kind of crazy because you basically have to you sign, got to be you, in there. Yeah, I got to see it, and you basically have to sign your life away, saying, "Hey, if I accidentally miss and you know sever her, her spinal cord, we're not liable." Yeah, for this. yeah. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, they pull out this humongous needle, and then they they kind of jab her in the back with it, but it, it worked out. Um, they did a good job, and um then yeah she rested for i think a couple more hours a few more hours maybe and then nurse came back in like she had mentioned earlier um did the did the inspection it was like oh there's a head sticking out there so and that was pretty impressive how quickly it went from like a room in the dark nobody in there within like i would say a minute it was like they were ready to have a kid so it was very impressive how quickly they scrambled once right. they discovered like, okay, this is it's happening time. right now. It's time. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. So, and then uh, as, as well mentioned too, our doctor was in there. He was, you know, obviously we were glad he was there. Obviously he was doing a good job. The nurses were great that were there. Um, and it didn't take long. And then um, Dexter was born. I made sure to stay, stay up, up towards her head. I've heard stories, and we have friends of ours. As a matter of fact, the friend that she mentioned that we lived next to in, in, in Uptown, he actually wanted to deliver the baby himself. Yeah. Like, the doctor was like, you need to get the heck away from me. Like, <laughs> and it was the same doctor, by the way. Yeah, we same doctor. Yeah, we was the same doctor. So, me, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to see all that 
destruction happening <laughs> down there. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I stayed up north and I think at one time I kind of peeked a little bit and just saw like his head barely coming out. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm good. And then I looked back. <laughs> I out. got my fix. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I saw, I think I saw it. I think I saw, I saw what it looks like. So, um, so yeah, um, did that. Noel did a great job. She, she pushed just a few times and, and, uh, Dexter came out screaming and, um, it was, it was a very, very cool moment. I think for both of us, um, I kind of felt the same way Noel did, um, you know, instantly you kind of think, okay, now there's, there's three of us. Right. And this little alien looking thing comes out and you're like, oh, I don't know if how I'm supposed to feel about this right now. I mean, am I supposed to be like in love with him right off the bat or is it okay that I'm just kind of like looking around and, and waiting for that emotion to hit. Right. And um, that's kind of the way I felt. I was just waiting for the emotion to hit. Yeah. And I think later on it did. I mean, you know, you do the whole skin on skin stuff and the uh, the baby stuff. And I think later on it did. I think I think for sure maybe I, I guess if you want to call it, fell in love with him a little bit quicker than Noelle did. Um, but um, she said she took a couple months. I, I would say I probably took a few days. But, um, but yeah, um, I, did, I did crack the... This, the silly dad joke about throwing a couple extra stitches in there. <laughs> Dr. Gardner kind of laughed, but the nurses didn't think it was funny. See, I'm thinking they hear that joke like 50 All times time, a day, yeah. right? Because they, you know, and then I was, yeah, but they were like, they didn't think that was very funny. And I was like, come on. You're I'm like, yeah. hello. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you didn't break her water right. I'm, I'm cracking a joke about it. Okay, we're good. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but you no, know, see, and that, that, I thought that was kind of funny because I was like, oh, come on. I can't be the first guy you've heard that from. So. But no, and then um, they they took care of her, stitched her up. I thought it was funny the underwear they put on her it was yeah. like that monster tampon and like the gauze underwear. Pad. Yeah, a pad, a pad, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, not tampon. No, it was a pad. <laughs> Nothing's going up there. It was a pad. It was like a big old pad with like underwear, like uh-huh. gauze underwear. Yeah, like, real sexy. It looks ridiculous. That traumatized you, didn't it? <laughs> I'll never forget that underwear. <laughs> so. But no, it was, um, and then, yeah, our whole experience at the doctor after that was was good. I mean, you stay there for a few more days. Mm-hmm. I think they do the, which I thought was a, that was tough for me to watch. They'll do that to that little baby. But they when they do the the heel. Oh, the heel prick. The heel prick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what it was, but they pricked his heel, but blood wasn't coming out. And they got to squeeze it. And they're it. just like squeezing his little heel. And he's like a day old. Yeah. Screaming bloody murder. So to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh, that's not good. But they did that, and then they do the hearing test, mm-hmm. which is interesting because then now you now the wonder comes in is, do I have a healthy baby? Because mm-hmm. you don't know. Right. Is he blind? Can he see? Can he hear? Does he have any kind of you know other form of disability that we don't know about yet? Because mm-hmm. they're running all these tests, and now you start to wonder, like, okay, are they going to come back positive? So. That's when that kind of was starting to set in, but um, but yeah, I think everything else was good. We uh, we got out of there within three days total. Two, yeah, we, two days. You went in first day, had him, and then there were two Friday, more two more days. Sunday, and we, we got to take him home, which is another surreal moment when you're you know you you go into the hospital with two people and you come out with three. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a yeah. a different a different feeling too. But yeah, 
but yeah, that was that was kind of the whole whole birth the experience whole for me. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. Was totally we, disconnected. I would highly recommend that. How long did y'all wait to tell people? So when he was born, we let people know. Well, only our family. Yeah. And we so told them not to tell we didn't let them know that we were in the hospital having a baby. Right. It was about seven hours after yeah. he was born where they where we just told them. And mm-hmm. then yeah, but he we didn't was, even have a name for him. Remember? Yeah, we'd have a name, and then it was after he was born that we kind of told people like, "Hey, this happened. Right. He's we, here." We sent one picture of all three of us to our whole family at the same time. And we waited until we picked a name because we were afraid what if they come here, we don't have a name yet. We're still trying to pick it out. And they were very influential on our name. So we waited and waited. We finally chose Dexter. Yeah. And then we we were going, we we were kind of going back and forth on names. Or maybe we didn't have a name yet. I wanted to find a name that could translate easily into Portuguese because my family's all from Brazil. Right. Right. So, um, you know, Lincoln, Jackson, those are names that they exist in, in Portuguese as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dexter, not so much, but can't, it's worked. Brazilians can't say X's. Yeah, Brazilians can't say X's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the X in Brazil is like a, it's like, it's like a sh. It's like a S, it's like a S-H. Oh, okay. Sh. It's yeah. like an S-H um, pronunciation. But anyway, Dexter worked out. And plus, we were really into Dexter the TV show. show at that yes, time. Yes, yes. So we watched like, we binged the it's whole thing. Show. It was a great show. So, but every time my mom finds out that we liked Dexter, the serial killer show, she, <laughs> she finds it horrible that we named him that. <laughs> yeah. So Noelle She's likes. like, to, after a serial killer, guys? Exactly. So Noelle <laughs> likes to pick on her every now and then and rile her up and remind her that, yeah. you know, Dexter was a serial killer. And then, yeah, we have that dynamic. Love it. Of my mom yeah. and her and her. Oh, tell her about the fish at the hospital. Yeah, my mom brought me some bacalhau, which is like a Portuguese dish, like salted cod. It's very, with, very, with very distinct smell. There were no eyeballs there. Bones, at all. See, this is where you're confused scales. again. <laughs> it does not have eyeballs. Okay, it's just a salted cod fillet <laughs> that you cook in like a sauce. Yes, like it was. Garlic it sauce. was very smelly. Oh. Right, so. Um, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we ate <laughs> his <any> mom. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's mom brought it to the hospital and insisted he eat it right then and there. No, and he he made you go to the nurses' station to heat it up in the microwave, I and I made it, you take it. I out threw it away. Hole. I threw it away. Yeah, because it was it was it was like you know you don't. It's kind of like when no, you're like in an food. office, like you don't heat up fish, fish. in like an office microwave. It's it just, was the worst thing <laughs> she could have brought. So she brought like yeah, she brought bacalhau, which is not. I highly recommend, yeah. Yeah, Not the most ideal first food to be eating. Not to mention there's other people in the hospital uh, with rooms right next to you, like having babies, and who's going to heat this thing up in in a microwave? This does not surprise me of your mother. She she knows better. She's just trying to piss me off. She's just push my buttons. Anyway. What bits of wisdom would you have for dads Mm. or partners? Obviously, I mean, with all the stuff that was going down with the bag of water and all that stuff. I obviously knew how, um, or I had an idea of, of how dangerous that could have been, but I didn't let her know mm-hmm. and see how dangerous it could have been. So just in the moment, stay calm, right? Because at the end of the day, the baby's not out yet. Right. So until that baby comes out and the doctor gives you the thumbs up, then you can go get mad at somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But, but um, obviously focus on that making sure that 
she's the, the mom's healthy, the baby's healthy. No matter how, you know, whatever, what happens, whatever people say, I mean, try not to let that um, throw you off sides, right. I guess, so that um, so that it doesn't take away any kind of focus from making sure that the baby's okay, that the mom's okay. Mm-hmm. And also just to let her know that it's it's fine. It's not a big deal. Right. You know, everything's fine. It'll be good. And just kind of continue that, that mantra mm-hmm. throughout, um, even if all hell is breaking loose, just to make sure that everybody's calm collected because obviously if she's not calm that's that's kind of the biggest issue yeah there i thought anyway so the goal for me was just to keep her calm and make sure that um that dexter was okay and she was okay yeah so just yeah just you're gonna get curveballs thrown at you right mm-hmm. i mean i would think so i don't think any pregnancy goes 100 percent as planned no so just make sure that when the curveballs come just roll with the punches, roll with the punches and Get mad afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like that advice. So that'd be my piece of advice. But. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to share? No, I think um, that's pretty much my my recollection of it, my experience of it. But yeah, everything's been good so far. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you all that's so much for coming on today. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks for having us. I had so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Delivery Diaries. If you are loving The Delivery Diaries birth and adoption stories, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to see pictures from this week's episode, head over to at The Delivery Diaries on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm.